0: This is the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network with Kurt Rowe and Kurt Goss III. Kurt Rowe is the Executive Director of the Metropolitan Amateur Golf Association in St. Louis. This morning, this calls for the old Billy Barou. Kurt Goss III is the head PGA professional at the Country Club of St. Aldens. Hi, short. <laughs> now, it's time for the only podcast dedicated to St. Louis local golf. Let's get into the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. From the Glen Carbon Studios of the St. Louis Podcast Network, this is the CNC Golf Factory Podcast. I'm meeting but alongside Kurt Rowey and Kurt Goss. You can find us on all of the social medias, guys C underscore golf underscore factory on Instagram and Twitter, C plus C golf factory on Facebook. Make sure that you like and subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Kurt and Kurt, how's it going tonight, guys? Good evening. Evening, evening. evening, I saw a, a fun TikTok today, and I kind of oh. wanted to introduce this to the show. Maybe it'll take off. Maybe it won't. <clears throat> but it was a rules situation, and uh, I know that we have the, the rules champion probably in the St. Louis area, and I bet Kurt Goss knows the rules, too. Somewhat. A guy is uh, playing a par five, Kay. and he uh, hits the second shot. He goes up and looks for it. Can't find it anywhere. Looks for three minutes, goes back, hits another shot, holds out, or and and makes uh you know finishes the hole and makes par. When he holds out, he realizes that his original shot was in the hole. What the is the over. ruling?
1: He he holds a shot. As soon as he holds a shot, the hole's over. He, he made it two. He made it That's right. Yeah, that's what they
0: said. Yeah, that's, said. that's right. Cost, you know that too. I do. Ah, yeah. Which once the hole is, uh, I figure some of our listeners might like to know that that once they. Once yep. a, uh, a a shot is hold, it is it is done. So yep. I I knew that. I figured you guys knew that. We could uh, we can keep maybe keep try maybe find some more tricky ones. We should have a rule segment each week. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be a good <laughs> thing to do. So we'll yeah. we'll, we'll kind of we we'll kind of uh, what do they call that? Uh, brainstorm about that. And yeah. Come up, come up a couple of rule situations, especially with what well, we the, the the caliber of rules people that we have on this podcast. So. Well, we can get into this. You know,
1: I got one. One of my really, really one of my volunteers, uh, John Thorman, um, is very good, and he actually is. Uh, he has a uh, he has a blog that he writes because he, he he does our rule segment in our newsletter every episode or every edition, and then he's got a a blog that he writes, and he's he's always finding new stuff. He's got a lot of interesting things, so. um that might be good. I could uh, we could sh- I could share that. We can I'm sure we can find some good stuff in there that we could you know share with the listeners.
0: Yeah, for sure. We should do that. Yep. Uh big week this past week. Lots of things going on. Uh Kurt Rowe first you over the weekend do we had the uh, Southern what uh what was that? SIGA. Southern, yeah, the
1: SIGA championship. Yep. Yep. Yeah, the 99th ninth SIGA championship, which is SIGA is Southern Illinois Golf Association. Um, that was over at Green Hills Golf Course, Golf Club, I'm sorry, in Mount Vernon. Um, gentleman by the name of Bryce Doughty, uh, took on the title, shot four under over the two days. Um, it was close. It came down, uh, between him and Brian Warren. Brian's a multiple time champion of the, uh, SIGA championship. He's actually their player of the year last year over there, Southern Illinois player of the year. But, uh, Bryce took the title, um, at several divisions. They have, they have a, a bunch of divisions that we've carried over since, uh, um, absor- absorbing or taking over the SIGA a few years ago um, but the men's division the SIGA championships like the big one out of the 66 golfers 45 of them were playing in the uh, in the in the men's championship but had a women's championship uh, had a senior and a super senior and then we had a junior boys as well so uh, they were all very small um, senior was Joe Malink he won that won that championship for the third consecutive year over there, uh, in Southern Illinois. So which is' a Joe's a St. Louis guy, um, Edwardsville area. Correct. Andy over mm-hmm. here, in the
0: neck of the woods. I've known Joe pretty much all my life.
1: Yeah. And I really didn't know Joe until just a few years ago when he, uh, qualified for the U S senior amateur. Yeah. And, um, I've, you know, just happened to see there was a guy by the name of Joe Malink who from Saint Louis was playing the championship and I started asking who who's Joe Malink. I didn't know who he was. And but he's been pretty prominent now since then. He's been playing in, in a lot of our championships and plays in almost everything. He's played played on our three Shogun Cups now and and uh
0: just a just a good player. Yeah, I think he took a break from competitive golf while his girls were growing up. Is that and right? Then, and then once yeah. they grew up he kinda he kinda got back into it. Cause yeah. He, he, I want to say at one point in the late 70s early 80s the the rumor around town, I've never really asked him directly is that he had a tour card. Oh really? Yeah. Oh wow. For a minute. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I
1: yeah, like I said, uh I yeah, I gotten to know him a little bit. Great super guy. Uh, oh, yeah. Absolutely super guy and um uh, and can still play. I mean, he uh he you know, he he uh you know, he played well, and it was a tie. The senior, the senior division, had eight, nine players, I guess they had, and uh, it was tight after day one. He had shot seventy, and three others had shot seventy-one, and he came back and shot seventy again the second day, or seventy-one, I guess it was. But uh, and uh, he, he he won it for the third time. But uh, yeah, ninety-ninth, um, getting set to have the the one hundredth playing of the yep. Sij, which is, uh, I think it's one of, if not the oldest amateur championship in the state of Illinois. So. Um, so we're, uh, we'll uh, try to do some special things for that uh, next year. The plan is uh, to go to Pelle Golf Club down in Marion for, for that championship.
0: Oh, very cool. Yeah. So, Kirk Goss, we had the uh, Gateway PGA Section Shook event out at Franklin Country Club. What happened out there?
2: Yeah, so uh, just uh, recapping, looking at the uh, leaderboard. Um, uh, J.D. Opping over at Bell Reve uh, won by uh, two strokes in the uh, regular division over uh, Corey Kausert from the Legends, um, Michael Weirich from uh, Boone Valley, and uh, his boss, Mike Tucker from Belle Reve. And then I was uh, scrolling down, guys, um, looking at the uh, senior division, and uh, Dave Levine, uh, one under, uh, with a one-stroke lead over uh, win over uh, Tucker and Bob Gauss, um, and uh, Dave is over at uh, Berry Hill. So, um yeah, you know, as we were talking uh, previous week, uh, like Kurt said, you know, Kurt uh, grew up in that area. He spent a couple seasons at uh, Franklin. Um, so, yeah, looked like uh, it played fair, but no one went uh, crazy, you know, shooting six, seven under. So uh must have been a nice uh, test uh, of golf uh, for the guys. So, um,
1: yeah, a couple good winners uh, for the year. You can uh, set uh, that golf course up. Of- really hard there's some some of those putting the putting greens and i'm sure i'm sure they were rolled they're always in fantastic shape and um there's some there's some slope in some of those greens and if they're if they're if they're firm and they're fast yeah you know for 60 you know it's it's maybe 6600 yards from the back tees but uh it's uh it's you can easily set it up you know difficult for uh and obviously it you know i didn't it was uh, it was a good test and uh, that probably I I don't recall it's the first time they've been out there in a while I haven't I haven't seen seen the section out there for a while so it's a neat spot I know uh, Jeff Field uh, posted something I think he played in it and he had a picture out there because I commented on him uh, I commented he or he said in his picture he said something about it's a beautiful day at Franklin County and I commented and said yeah we had a the high the football coach at Washington High when I was in high school who was also my uh, to, uh, my uh, what, He was a math teacher, but he started every morning. We'd walk into class. I had him first hour, and he said, boys and girls, it's a beautiful day in Franklin County. And that's how we started every day. Nice. And was, yep, and Coach Gephardt. So anyway, <laughs> just a little tidbit
0: there. But <laughs> Love it. That's a good story. And then, uh, Roey we had the U.S. Amateur Qualifier at uh, Greenbrier? Meadowbrook. Meadowbrook, okay.
1: Yeah, Monday, what, Tuesday.
0: What happened out the Brook?
1: Yeah, Me- Meadowbrook Monday and Tuesday U.S. Amateur qualifying. Um, we started with 120 players uh, after at the close of entries, um, so they were playing for three spots. Uh, Meadowbrook uh, was really really great to get out to Meadowbrook. Um, I think we talked about this a little bit last week, but you know they've gone through a pretty major renovation you know, over two years. Uh, golf courses. Fantastic! Just a shout out to uh, to Mike Karen, the superintendent there, and his crew. They um, it they got a little rain. It seems like that's happened several times this this year. You know, if we could have played it two or three days earlier, it would have been firm. The balls was bouncing. And then you know, day or two nights before, you know, the night before we get a little rain and just soften things up a little bit. I know Mike was Mike would have liked to seen the greens a little firmer, maybe a little faster, but you know. Mother, we, we never do beat mother nature, do we? And, uh, but um, still a good test. And uh, we had three good qualifiers, nobody locally, uh, unfortunately. Um, our medalist uh, was a young man from Virginia plays at the university of Virginia, Josh Dwangmani, um, who ended up shooting uh, seven under par, I'm sorry, nine under par um, for the, for the two days and shot seven under par on day two and then um wow. and then a gentleman a young man from Oklahoma plays at Baylor Luke Morgan and uh and the third spot went to Griffin Hare Griffin Hare is from uh, Indiana plays at Ball State so those are the three the US amateur is out at uh, at Cherry Hills Country Club out in uh, in Denver Cherry Hills Cherry Hills Village in Denver uh in a couple weeks so Good luck to those guys. Uh, Peter Weaver from Bell Reve was our second alternate. Um, he uh, finished uh, five under or four under. I'm sorry for uh, for the two days, and uh, and or uh, five under, and uh, that was the tie. We had a three way three way three way tie for uh, second alternate, and he he did get the second alternate spot from Bell Reve. But um, other than that, uh, yeah, another qualifier in the books, and um, we'll uh, you know good luck to those guys out of Cherry Hills.
0: Yeah, best of luck. We have a great interview coming up for you in the next segment. It's our our good friend Sean Barnes from Gateway National Golf Links. He is the uh, director of golf and the general manager out there. We will hear from Sean next. It is the CNC Golf Factory Podcast, right here on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Welcome back to the CNC Golf Factory Podcast, St. Louis Podcast Network. Don't forget to. Uh, Follow us on Instagram and Twitter at cc underscore golf underscore factory on Facebook. It's C plus C golf factory and like and subscribe on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Uh, Our next guest. Or our first guest, our guest this episode, we should say, uh, his name is dropped uh, just about every single time we uh, we get to record, mostly to make fun of uh, merchandiser of the year stories and things like that. With regards to Eckard Goss, he is the director of golf and general manager at Gateway National Golf Links. It's Sean Barnes. Hey, Sean, what's up? Hey, thanks for having me tonight. No problem. What's going on out of Gateway lately? Well,
3: this week a lot of a lot of. Uh evacuation of the golf course six days in a row because of the weather but prior to that and 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 this week even staying very busy and uh it's been a fantastic year so far and hopefully it's just going to continue going going forward the next few months hey
2: sean uh kurt here uh, your good buddy your uh, roommate uh, so to speak at the uh merchandise show every uh january um, yes sir Hey, uh, thank you for taking time. Um, yes, we talk about you, um, in good ways because, uh, how can we, how can we not like you? Um, uh, you're such a great guy, Sean. And, um, as you know, this podcast is to highlight the greater St. Louis, Southern Illinois, um, golfing market. And, um, you've been around Southern Illinois, heck of a player, grew up with, uh, the Pavilonises, the Tuckers, um, and then, uh, you, you pursued your career in the golf business and you've been at, uh, Some mighty fine places um, in your career in the greater St. Louis area. Um, But we talked about Gateway a few different times this year um, with Rowie having uh, what was it three days in a row? You uh, had uh, which was two different events, right? Right, Um,
1: correct.
3: um, And then even today, didn't you have Gateway uh, Junior PGA Tour? Yeah, we had for the for the second time. uh, We had a Gateway PGA Junior event. We had the nine and eighteen holders today. Back uh, about. Three and a half, three weeks ago, I guess, or three or four weeks ago now, I guess. But we had the uh, uh, PGA Junior Championship qualifier, which was run by Gateway PGA as well. But we, we typically host uh, uh, the Gateway PGA Juniors uh, twice in each summer. We'll host the 18-hole tour division, uh, as well as the event we had today, which is the 9- and 18 holders. Um but the we didn't have the tour division this year when we since we had the uh, junior qualifier, which was great. I mean, I think they had for that uh, junior PGA Championship qualifier. I think we had 107 kids uh, for the qualifier, which was fantastic.
2: Yeah, that that's great. And you know, Sean, I don't know if all of our listeners kind of get what it takes, whether we're public, whether we're private, to shut down our properties. Uh, to grow the game um, for amateurs or, uh, you know, PGA Monday qualifiers. Um, it takes a lot, and I, I know it can be stressful to maybe your your regulars or maybe our members. Um, is do you get much pushback? Um, I know you're public, but um, yeah. how do you guys handle it?
3: We're, we're as, you, as you said, obviously we're a public golf course, but uh, I get great support from Jeff Smith in doing uh, junior golf events, um and you know quite honestly, they do pay something for the for the right to come it 's not anywhere near our normal green fees uh but it, but we get a little something for it and then there's uh you know mom and dad might come out and rent a spectator cart uh, or two here and there but uh it's it 's more about continuing growth of the game and being um being Part of that, we do, we don't have a junior golf program at Gateway National. I've tried over the years several times to do that. Uh, our location doesn't lend well to that uh, that program. Um, you know, Bob Tays, our director of instruction, uh, has has has. We both tried over the years trying to do that. Uh, he teaches a lot of juniors. They're more of the uh, high school or uh, getting ready to go to high school age and and you know uh trying to get their games at that playing competitive level as opposed to just getting started so we just i utilize the tournaments as a way to uh continue helping with the growth of the game and and uh you know we usually have a large field i mean it's a good golf course as everybody knows and uh it's in great shape and and uh you know we had 100 116 kids i think today play um and you know, it was of all different age groups, nine and it, not some nine holders, 42, I think, nine holders and the uh, rest were 18s. But uh, it, it was a uh, it was a great day. And, and that's you know, we got it. Like I said, it comes from being able to to do that it comes from the support from the top. And Jeff is very supportive of that. That's great.
0: Sean, I know that a, uh, a lot of it, too, is that you don't have any league play at Gateway National. And so yeah. that probably allows you to have those kind of events without interfering with a, you know, with a, with a weeknight league play that would happen on all that. Talk about, uh, yeah. what, what is kind of the thoughts behind, first of all, not having league play and what does, and what are some of the other things that allows you to do by not having it?
3: Well, the thought of not having league play, when we opened in 98, uh, I was there my first go around there, uh, my first stint and, uh, and, when we were opening or prior to opening, we were talking, we discussed it. Every course around had leagues. Um, and, um, you know, what you heard was it was hard to get out in the afternoons. Well, we're, uh, back in 98, a lot of people were still working downtown St. Louis, believe it or not, uh, pre COVID of course, but, uh, um, they needed a place to play. So we, we decided then not to have any leagues, um, and not to close the golf course down, and but we had created a, a, a rate called the businessman special back then is what it was named. And it was play after four o'clock and it was back then it was $29. Here we are 25 years later and it's like 39.99. It's not going up a whole lot uh for that. And you can still a lot of times get in 18 holes if you get out there at four o'clock uh, this time of year. But uh so, like today, we were, we had the juniors in the morning. They had tea times till about 11 15, 11 20. Um, we had tea times fairly full from when we reopened at about uh, uh, just after noon because they give a little buffer there. And then we were full for an, a couple hours. Then we have a little scattered play. And then from, I don't know, 3 15 on until six o'clock, we didn't have an open tea time. And, and that's pretty common it's, it's, it's a busy place in the afternoons and it's because we don't have the leagues. So, you know, you have to justify, um, giving a nine hole rate typically to a league and, uh, closing a golf course early so they can, you know, you can have that nine holes open and you're, you got to weigh the amount of money you're bringing in versus what you could get at two thirty when you're trying to, when you have to close it. Uh, so, We've uh, been pretty successful not having leagues and folks know that over the years and they come there and support the golf course in that way. Um, You know, it's, it's, that's really the, the main benefit is that everyone knows it and everyone that's Active in the area knows we don't have leagues and they can come out and play in the afternoon. So.
0: Well, you know, it's one of the reasons too why I have why you know I'm a I'm a daylight savings pass holder yep. out there and I love coming out there when I you know when I can after work and I know that I'm going to be able to, if I want to look at tee times at eleven o'clock because I'm going to come out at four or four thirty or five o'clock I know there's going to be a tee time there. So yeah, yeah it's a it's kind of a so
3: we created that about ten years ago. I create created that uh, daylight savings club play every day after two o'clock. Um, unlimited golf you get you can hit two baskets of range balls every day at any time even if you don't play you can come in the morning and hit balls uh even if you're not going to play that day but two baskets each day uh play unlimited amount of golf after two o'clock seven days a week and uh it's you know it's a great deal and and that's we, we sell that out each year we have 30 of them uh and we sell out all 30 each year and it's uh we got Guys like yourself, Andy, that uh, have a group of guys that play. We have other guys that are just singles that just come out and join in whoever they can join. They make, oh, yeah. they make new we friends play. all the time. Yeah, we, play. About we play all
0: of them. We, I, think, I feel like we know just about all of them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think Roby's going to follow up.
1: Yeah, Sean, I I I want to follow up. You know, going back to the you know the, the support. I mean, I was, you you guys have been a great supporter of the golf association for you know a number of years. We've had uh, this year, you know, going the kind of the back to back events. Uh, I guess that's what made was this the fourth year we had the East Side Amateur? I
3: think I believe so. I believe yeah, fourth
1: year. Um, and you know, it that's been successful there because one, it's it it, it it's a good golf course uh the good players and I, I don't want to say good play i mean the the top amateurs they enjoy coming over to their play they always rave about the conditions especially in may the golf course is in really great condition the greens are always fabulous oh, sure. um and uh so you know just uh you know let talk a little bit about the you know the east side has been very good and then this year you know we followed up the day after with the u.s open qualifying and and um uh, you know uh, just uh just, just some thoughts on, on, you know, those two events and kind of with these sides, these sides kind of found a home, you know, at gateway.
3: Well, we sure hope so. Uh, we, we, <laughs> we, we, like that, that, that you're saying that, I mean, I, I personally, as we discussed uh, after year one, that, that I wanted to make it that way as, yeah. as long as we possibly could. And, right. and as opposed to moving around to various sites, uh, just make it the, the, the home of the East side amateur and, um, you know, we take a lot of pride in getting the golf course ready for those events for the East side or for the, for the, uh, US Open qualifying, or we host the corn Ferry tour qualifying. Right. Uh, you know, we didn't, didn't mention that earlier, but, uh, we get the, the, uh, the staff and the, and the maintenance crew itself, they take a lot of pride in getting the golf course ready and, um, creating the best possible conditions. Uh, that we can have for, for those events. Not that they don't try to do that every day, but we're not trying to get the greens at 12 and a half and 13 uh, for everyday play. Right. So there's a little more work goes into it for the, uh, for those events. And, and I think, um, I think the players appreciate it or not, I think, I know they appreciate it. We hear right. from them throughout the year uh, that, that how, how much they enjoyed playing. And uh, you know, it's, 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 it's a, an honor to host events like the open qualifying and, and, you know, I, I, I'm still here. And, you know, that was two months ago. Yeah. And I heard about it earlier this week, somebody came in and said, Hey, didn't you, you just, you hosted the open qualifying this year. I'm like, yeah, we had it back in May and they're like, Oh, how was it? You know, what score they want to know what scores everybody shot, what sure. made it and everything. And, um, so, so, 68 by the way uh, right. uh but uh it was in a playoff right so that's right um but uh you know it, it, we take a lot of pride in hosting those events and and it's a you know it's a feather in your cap uh to have those types of events as well um and you know we hope to continue, can keep doing those things going forward
1: well let's talk a little bit also about um what the listeners might not know, you know, gateway is the only public facility that's all bent grass, you know, in the area. And for you guys to keep the condition you do being an all, all bent grass facility is, I I think it's phenomenal and it doesn't go, it it maybe doesn't go as noticed as uh as as it should. And that's a shout out to Kyle and Steve and you know, that, that crew, and a small crew. I mean, let's be and honest. You know, you've got a small you got a small crew. It's and, very um, small for, for yeah.
3: taking care of forty five acres of bent grass. It, it's a very small crew. Yeah, exactly. Because
1: so I've that. worked on a crew at Boone Valley, which is all bent grass, and yeah, we had a few more people out there. Yeah, you know, probably and, and, did. So I know what that what that was like. So to to do that at a public facility is uh, is pretty phenomenal. And uh, so yeah. kudos to you, and you know, again to to Kyle Stradman and Steve Leach and and yeah. uh, your your maintenance crew. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's who we, who we're going to give the kudos to. Are those guys and, the, <laughs> and their crew. Um, you know, it's uh, it's amazing what they do. Um, and with, the like I said, with the number of people that, that they have, we I'd love to I'd love to hire three or four more people. Uh, and we've tried to for the last couple of years to get right. get from our eight or nine up to you know twelve or thirteen somewhere in that range, and, and it'd make our lives a lot easier and be able to do a few more uh projects and keep up with things uh that that need to kind of maybe uh be tweaked here and there but uh you know you just as everybody knows hard to find people to work right now and, and for whatever reason uh but uh uh the guys do a great job out there yeah they you know like i said 45 acres of bent grass and and it's it is the only public golf course like that of course you, you know the other three that are bent grass are High end private clubs with, right. as you mentioned, Boone Valley and the St. Louis country club and, and, Fox run, which is undergoing renovations uh, as we speak, I believe. Right. So, um, you know, and then we probably play, I'm not going to assume, but we, I'm going to say, we probably play more rounds than all three of those places added together. So <laughs> I was
0: going
1: to bring that up. So good. I'm glad you're well, good. <laughs> I, I, I,
3: so I feel, feel justified in saying so, um, you know, we, we, we've been over 40,000 rounds each of the last, uh, well, this will be on track to be four years in a row. And, and, it, you know, everybody thinks that that's a huge growth since COVID and everything, but we were doing between 38 and 39,000 pre COVID because, uh, it was just that busy all the time. So, uh, we didn't see the growth cause we don't have, didn't have the inventory or the space to do it at, but, uh, um, it's sure been busy every, every day since then. But, uh, you know the, the the one thing I did did want to mention was the 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 golf course. You know we 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 have the crew that's out there, and then we have um, uh, shifts in my uh, cart barn crew, my my outside service staff. Uh, two to three times a week, uh, there'll be four to six of those of those uh, staff members go out from six in the morning until 11 or 12 o'clock depending on how much how, how in the way they're getting a uh, play but they'll go out there and all they do is fill divots oh wow because and the reason i want to mention it is because the golfers aren't filling fill right them. we'd like for the just put your divot back it'll yeah. regrow if you can't put it back fill it up with sand makes life a lot easier for everybody and it'll fill over but it's amazing how many people don't put their divot Right. it back in it's just like fixing ball marks it's like you know it's like it's impossible to do for some reason i don't know yeah. why but that's that's i wanted to mention that
1: oh that's, a, that's that's a great point yeah that's awesome
2: hey sean um before Good. we wrap things up uh you mentioned it um it's not just our industry but a lot of industries the past few years have had staffing issues especially when we deal with um hourly employees whether it's seasonal part-time full-time um we feel the effect at St Albans um you know you've been at St Albans probably back uh, before my time you probably had bigger staff than we do now but uh, mm-hmm. we've all felt that effect um from yeah. one pro to another and you know a couple guys here that work in the industry you see it on the superintendent side the golf professional side um what do you think we have to do to get people to want to finish college and pursue a career in this business that, uh, you know, right now it's, it's the toughest. Our rounds are through the roof. Our merchandise sales are through the roof. Food sales are through the roof. Everything's great, but then we're all a little tired. Um, and I know our territory is seasonal. Um, but again, it doesn't mean that we're only working four hours a week in January. We're still working. Um, so what do you think is going to happen? I mean, I still got 20 years and it, it's hard. I've, I've hired a few assistants, uh, the past few months and I was getting five, six applicants where I know if you probably would have put those out 25 years ago, 20 years ago, you probably would have had 30. So how do you think we fix this uh, issue that we have right now?
1: I,
3: I, well, I don't know that I have the answer. I wish I could say I did, but I, I think it's partly has to start with um, time management uh, and, and understanding that, uh, you know, when I got in the business, Many years ago, 30, Jesus, I got in the golf business in 1987. So what's that, 36 years ago? Um, Steve Eckel said to me, all right, you're going to work Tuesday through Sunday, and you're going to work, you know, 10 to 12 hours a day. And then some days when we're busy and have tournaments, you're going to work more than that. And on Monday, you can have the day off. And in the winter, I'll, I'll give you two days, you know, you'll get two days a week off for, for three months in the winter. And if you like that, you'll like working in the golf business. Well, you know, we, we were all kind of blind to what we were doing, I guess, or just very passionate about it. And uh, you still have people that are that way that get in the business. because uh, they are very passionate about it. Uh, the, the, the being around golf, but as you, as you, everybody's aware, more people today are aware of their one, one time for themselves. And, and, Obviously, they want to make more money too. So you got to put that in there. You got to be pay a fair wage, but it's more about giving them, in my opinion, about giving them uh, additional days off, or you know, they've got something coming up. They just want it, and you've got to make it work. And and uh, for a long time, I didn't make it work for myself. Um, uh, but the last several years, I've been trying to make my make it work for me a little more, where my schedule is. Uh, you know, I take my time when I can. And then when I have to be there for them, when they're going to be gone, I'm there and cover for each other in that way. But uh, it, it, that's a part of it. You know, you've got to, it, it, I think a big part of it is is flexibility with scheduling and, and giving them time off, whether it's that. And you have to understand in the, in the public side, sometimes the weekends are the easiest days to take off, which are completely the opposite from, country clubs and and uh um it, it's just it's totally different <laughs> in that regard. Uh you never would think about being gone or having two staff members gone on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday at the country club but in the at the public golf courses you know Friday, Saturday, Sunday you yeah, got Friday's busy, Saturday's busy, Sunday's busy but it's different it's not it's not the same. It's 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 the times when you can get away. So uh for each has their, each has their perks and each has their positives and negatives. As I said, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's big part of it is their flexibility and giving them uh, the freedom to, you know, I've never seen so many people, uh, young guys. Hey, I need this weekend off for a wedding. You know, okay. I've got it off for a wedding. It's in Kansas city. Okay. Two weeks later, Hey, I need this weekend off. I need this next weekend off for a wedding. they just went to wedding. Well, yeah, this different guy and he's, he's getting married in florida and you know, like you know so but we make it work you know so uh hopefully they're appreciative and and uh, i think they are i'm pretty sure they are and and uh, it works out but between pay and time off i think that's the biggest start right there
0: yeah that'll be very that'll true big ones. hey also before we wrap up one of the biggest rumors always floating around is that gateway national is going to close it's going to close it is yeah, it's gonna close. <laughs> Closing. That's I hear
3: that about twice a week. I get asked I, I, should say I, hear it, I get asked it about twice a week. Yeah. I'd like a so, like a dollar for every time since the end of nineteen the go, here's the deal. Golf course sold we had forty one original investors back in nineteen ninety seven when Denny Walters had a group of folks and Tim Crowley had a group of, of, of folks that they put together, uh, together a, a group. There was 41 individuals, uh, had, were, they were investors. Some had, you know, three, three or four people might've had one share. They split, uh, others had multiple shares, but there was 41 individuals. At the end of 2019, um, they, they sold their interests. The, the, the investors sold the golf course property, to Curtis Francois and Worldwide Technology, Dave Stewart and Worldwide Technology, which is the racetrack next door. Curtis Francois heads up the racetrack and uh, has done a tremendous
0: job over there. Oh, incredible. Um,
3: And uh, so they became the owners of the land, and part of the purchase was that Walters Golf would be able to lease the property uh, back in a long-term lease, which we have and, and is in place. So, um, like, like anything, you, you know, if you own something, it can be purchased, or if you have a lease, I guess it can be bought out. But that's there's a term for that as well. Uh, you know, it's, it's not likely to like give us a month's notice or anything. It's a longer, much longer term than that. Um, but I don't anticipate that's happening anytime soon. It's been a great partnership. They are great, great landlords, if you will. Um, They have been fantastic to work with. Have taken great care of the golf course itself and been uh, uh, in the forefront of making some upgrades. Uh, As you play, Andy, when you see all the where he cleared out all the behind the driving range and and then all along number seven and eight and along the right there and everything, they did that. I mean, they were, we, we paid a little bit of it, but they, they were the biggest, biggest part of it. They, you know, they were the, the, so that, that is a partnership that is uh, working great. And I, I certainly don't want to see any change to it. Um, uh, but, you know, I, obviously anything can happen at any point um, as, as we all know, but uh, that's the story sure. of where we're at and how we got to where we're at
0: now. So. You and I had a fun conversation a couple of weeks ago too about some of the history about what was going on at gateway national before it was gateway national. And you told me it was, it was, it was a, it was a field. It was a cow. It was a cow farm. Cause it was, it, it was the national stockyards there.
3: Yeah. Everything on the other side of the road, what used to be a railroad track on the other side of the tree line, which is every holes two through 16, basically, or okay. two through 17, excuse me, that all, all, almost all of that land was national stockyards land um, and a very small portion like, parts of two and 16 and 17 weren't, but pretty much everything else was national stockyards. And I will tell you that in April of 97, when I was on the property, before we started any construction, if you stood at where nine green is now, mm-hmm. you could actually not stood. You could actually probably lay down on the ground and look all the way over to where four green is by the railroad tracks back there. And you could see Kurt, if he was laying on the ground over there, it was that wow. flat? I mean, it was it was flat as could be, and uh, when they started moving all the earth that they moved to create the 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 berms between the holes, that that totally changed, of course. But uh, it was pasture land for the National Stockyards. They were one of the original forty-one investors, the National Stockyards, where they were one of the largest, if not the largest, investor. Oh, cool! Um, and uh, and are, are great folks and and just uh saw Mr. Fisher a couple of weeks ago at an event that he was at out there so he's the president of the National Stockyard so huh. uh,
0: that's
3: that's a cool story i love it i, yeah. I want our, yeah. our
0: listeners to be there, there's
3: to. other stories too that, that i'll tell you honestly uh, number 2 fairway um there were there used to be a uh a bar i don't know the name of it i could probably find out if i could talk to Mr. Glasper, but it, there was a bar there that his family owned and they would, they had an outdoor area that was all like a concrete, you know, patio, if you will, but as part of the bar mm-hmm. and they had bands that would come and play. And he, he, he told me that like Ike and Tina Turner played there. <laughs> and, and so, I mean, some, some his history, making groups wow. um, from the St. Louis area and had, you know, had ties here that were just coming through even. But uh, yeah, there was, it's got got quite a little, little history when you start digging into it.
0: That's fun. It's totally cool. Good yeah. stuff. One more question for you uh, on behalf of Kurt Gossy: He wants to know what it takes to become merchandiser of the year.
3: <laughs> a lot of, uh, a lot of, <laughs> a lot of luck actually on my part, a lot of luck. Um, uh, in all fairness, there are way fewer number of public golf courses than there are privates in our area. So that is a, that's a key factor for me. Um, so I have, le- there are less competition, um, and I'll don't usually toot my own horn, but I will, I've been lucky enough to have been up there five times for that and, 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 uh, the goat, um, no, that's not even close. Paul Leahy's one about 15, I think, uh, down at the lake. That's a much smaller pool, yeah. but Paul does a great job. And <laughs> you're talking about resort. Um, uh, but, uh, it, it's, you know, it's an honor to win. Uh, we kid around about it. I, I give Kurt a hard time cause I know cause I know he can take it. Um, but, uh, it's a fun thing. And, and, um, uh, you know i I think i'm pretty I know I told Andy uh, about leaving a hat on it on his bed there where we stay at the condo at the show and and uh it was it was funny <laughs> but, not, not but for at everybody for I, at least for Joe and I it was funny. I don't know if Kurt thought it was funny but um but i will I will say this and i and andy you can you can back me up that I have said this to you off the air. Kurt Goss will win not only one, he'll win multiple Merchandiser of the Year awards. Without question. And, and should because I can tell you after being in his golf shop and spending time with him at the merchandise show, um, unlike a lot of people that go to the show, um, and, 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 and I'm not one of these either, but Kurt works the show. I, I, I go and I work at the show. That's what I'm there for. A lot of people go to the show to have a good time and don't have a lot of appointments. And, you know, they're just there one day and then they're whatever they're doing the rest of the time. Kurt's working. He's always doing a great job. He's got an awesome golf shop. I don't know anybody else that does a million dollars a year over a million dollars a year and has done for multiple years now. Um, I, I, I'll just say it. I nominated him and I told him this earlier today when we happened to talk, uh, i nominated nominating for Merchandise of the Year again, uh, nice. and and I'm gonna. He is utmost deserving of anybody I know. So, which I is why he puts in and, and how much he how much he uh, takes pride in taking care of the members there mm-hmm. and, and providing the service for them and giving them different options and new things. And yep. I mean, it's it's the same thing I try to do, except for I'm trying. I'm doing about a quarter of what he's doing in sales you know, we don't do hard goods, but, but still it's, it's, uh, it's a whole different ball game, 36 hole private club, taking care of 700 members. And, and, uh, I don't know if they've got 700, maybe 550 members. Uh, they'd like 700, I bet you. Um, but, uh, uh, it's it's a whole different ball game when you're taking care of those folks and
0: and, and working with them individually. So. And which is why we tease him about it because he is very very well deserving of it. I've also very
3: deserved. Yeah, I've seen his pro
0: shop as well. We all have, and it. it's it's an incredible work of art.
1: I can. In a
0: beautiful place to shop, and so yep. we, we tease because we love him because we we know he deserves it. And when he and when it officially happens, we're gonna have a huge. Podcast celebration episode <laughs> at a out at Gateway National.
3: Okay, <laughs> that's good by me.
0: <laughs> I love Gateway. Gateway is awesome. like having yeah. fun.
2: Yeah, let's go play Gateway. I love yeah. Gateway.
0: That, anytime come, come on, on out. All right. Do you guys have anything else for Mister Barnes?
1: No, no, not at Just, all. I don't. Thank, thank you. you. Thank you, Sean. yeah. Thank you, Sean. Yeah, yeah, so, Sean. That was great.
2: Guys. Thank you um awesome appreciate you uh taking time after another busy day and thank you for uh what Gateway's doing for uh for kurt rowey um the metropolitan the gateway section any other organization thank you to you and uh, uh
0: walter so appreciate yeah. it yep. you got it bro. thank you he's the director of golf and general manager at gateway national golf links our thanks to sean barnes sean we'll talk soon take care thank you more after this it's the cnc golf factory podcast of the st louis podcast network Thanks to Sean Barnes from Gateway National for joining us in the previous segment, CNC Golf Factory Podcast. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and Twitter, cc underscore golf underscore factory, Facebook C plus C Golf Factory, and uh, make sure you follow us and uh, subscribe on Spotify and Apple Podcast. Lots of stuff coming up here in the next week. We will start with the senior amateur qualifier at my childhood home, Sunset Hills Country Club in Edwardsville.
1: Yeah. uh, U.S. senior amateur qualifier uh, Thursday out at Sunset Hills. Small field. We got 35 golfers, um, but playing for just one spot. So somebody's got to go out and shoot a good good score. You know, 18 holes, you never know. Um, But, uh, yeah, it should be – it was out there today and – you know, the golf course is in a uh, good uh, good condition. Steve Velsor, the superintendent out there, is doing a nice job. Um, they've done some really cool stuff out there, too, clearing around the lake down there, like a 1 and 10. Yes. Um, I was out there today, and Mark Morphy from – Mark Morphy came out, and he, he wanted to come out and help me, Mark. So, Mark uh, came out there, and we got to the 10th tee, and he like, he's like, wow, you can – you can see all the way across the, you know, across one and across that golf
0: course. Yeah. So cool. when, I, when I was a kid, you could actually go down there. There were, there were fishing banks where you could all around the all okay. around the golf course where you could go around and, and fish. Yeah. And just over the years, those got filled in with silt and, and got overgrown and they went down there. Uh, they also, um, so they went, uh, they had a uh, Dale Keller from Keller construction, went down there and cleared all that stuff around the banks. Got a couple of backhoes down there and pulled a couple few thousand tons of silt and yeah shit out of the pond yeah and um then they also went ahead and they rehabbed the tennis courts oh. and they when they turned them in they have this so they now have four pickleball courts and two tennis courts uh where they used to just have four tennis courts down there they were pretty much abandoned they hadn't been used gotcha. in, in any stretch of the imagination for probably close to 20 years since i was a kid Say, I'm not sure. I knew there were even tennis courts back there. Yeah, they're down know. past the pool, down the hill. And they're kind yeah, of yeah. You can yeah, see yeah, them now because you Yeah, you can see everything now.
1: So They did a
0: yeah, great thing. How uh, how do you have the course set up? Uh, so we're, we're playing the back tees. Um,
1: playing okay. The blue tees, um, you know, senior am. You know, it's it's actually a little short even for the senior am. You know, uh, championship. Uh, I'm not the senior M is being played out at Martis Camp, which is out in Truckee, California. Um, which is it's up. It's it's L you know, it's it's up in the mountains there. Um uh, Truckee is like closer to Tahoe on the California side or yep. you know. Um they played a US Junior out there several years ago and I I, I I haven't I mean I haven't seen the setup but they'll play the senior am at 7,000, 7,000 plus, you know, yards, wow. especially up there, I'm sure. So, but yeah, so we're, we're, we're basically, we're, we're playing the, the blue tees the you know, the, the, all the way back tomorrow.
0: Do the seniors get to the ride?
1: They they can. Yes. They, uh, they can take a cart. So, uh, um, so yes, they, they can ride and uh, I, I suspect most of them will, will do that.
0: As they should. I mean, it's, it's you know, if there's, Nothing like the tavern course at the country club of St. Albans, but there's a lot of long walks between yeah. holes. And even I remember doing it as a junior golfer and it was it was tough as the as the the fat kid back then. Uh, I, I would be I would struggle to do it now for sure. To even try and get around nine holes there. So Yeah. So yes, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. I would like I said, I, I suspect uh, I suspect they'll all they'll all be taking the cart. So Kurt Goss, there's a couple of uh, Gateway section events coming up this week as well.
2: Uh, Yeah, this Monday we have uh, over at the Legends. It's a a pro-am. It's a pro with uh, three amateurs um, from your facility, but uh, the only kicker is there are going to be seniors. Um, So, yeah, the pro three senior am uh, this Monday at the Legends, and then uh, we talked about it briefly last week. Uh, The following week will be uh, the assistance championship uh being held at lake forest and again it's kind of like what uh Rowe's doing with some qualifiers um the uh i i don't know the exact number probably three um two three four roughly depending on how many sign up um but uh those top players um will get to go down south uh later this off season and play uh our uh, PGA assistance championship, um, for a nice paycheck later this year. So again, uh, good luck to, uh, those young men and women, um, about a week and a half or so away. Um, but that's, what's going on. I do want to steer off course just a hair. Um, one of my favorite events kicks off in a handful of hours, the open championship. I love Lynx golf. I love Links golf courses, just everything about it. um, I uh, I'll be up early for work, but uh, throughout uh, our day at the club tomorrow, I obviously will be trying to catch up on live from and, and scrolling. I just love the open championship. I love that style of golf and uh, I can't wait for that to cool. kick off and eight, nine, 10 hours, whatever it is. <laughs> I've
0: got my, I've got my third monitor set up already to, to put on the, to put on at the edge of my desk tomorrow. So I can, uh, <laughs> so I can watch all morning. I, I love it as well. It's It's a lot of fun. There's a, another major going on. And it's the major uh, in, in Edwardsville. And it's the uh, the forty uh, no, this will be the uh sure what year is this? They started in seventy six, so it's the forty eighth playing of the Wilbur Surrey Memorial at Oak Brook Golf Club this weekend. One hundred and sixty local amateurs teeing it up. Wow. At, out at Oak Brook, starting at six o'clock in the morning on Saturday. It's almost always the hottest weekend of the year. Next weekend is going to be the hottest weekend of the year. They dodged a it this year. Mike was quoted in the paper saying, well, "About ten years ago, it was about it was seventy degrees both days on the, on the days of the Wilber'sbury." <laughs> but it's always the weekend of the uh, of the Open Championship, and uh, it's a, it's a fun tournament. However, I am maintaining my forty six year tradition of not playing in the Wilber'sbury. <laughs> <laughs> So good luck to all the players uh playing in that tournament as well. Uh it's a it's a lot of fun. It's it's something that, that a lot of people look a lot look very forward to uh every year. I know that a lot of the league players from uh from all the all, all the league nights at Oakbrook uh play in it, but then also they get they get a pretty good draw because they uh they sign they, they get waivers to where they can keep their amateur status and take some of the money that 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 they're that they're winning. So uh, they're they're not giving away huge sums of cash, but uh, they're uh, it's, everybody. It's it's easy to make a little bit of money on playing that thing. So well, and you can you, you can accept cash now. So yeah, um, it's like up, up to a thousand dollars, right? Thousand dollars, yeah. yeah so that's so yeah. there's that point too. So yep. anyway, so that's what's going on this weekend, and then Rowie, uh So we're talking about our show next week, but Roey's going to be out of town. He's going to Cincinnati. Yeah,
1: Cincinnati uh, f- um, for the. 93rd LNGA amateur championships. LNGA is the ladies national golf association that uh, the metropolitan golf association is the administrative body or the AGA partner of them. Um, The the LNGA is, was formerly known as the women's trans Mississippi golf association and uh, they have two championships a year, but uh, yeah, I get to uh, head to Cincinnati on Friday morning. We'll be there through Thursday next week, uh, helping, their um, their board and their um, uh, their crew conduct uh, their ninety third LNG championship and they've got they have a smaller field but they've got girls from uh, ladies from all over the country um, come and play and actually all over the they I think they got a couple couple from Australia going to be there to play so who are just over here playing um, so it'll I'm sure to be it'll be good it's at the uh, Grizzly that's uh, a crazy name the Grizzly Golf and Social Lodge. They're uh, out by Kings Island and out uh, outside Cincinnati. So Sounds like a fun um, place. Yeah, it's it's actually it's actually uh it's it's originally it's a Nicholas design golf course actually. Um, it's one of his early early designs. Um, and it held uh, it held the LPGA like championship there for several years. The Senior Tour back in um, I think the '90s played the Kroger Classic there, and I think even the PGA Tour played there. Once or twice going back further yet. So it definitely has some history. I, the the routing's changed from what I've been told, but um it's uh it sits right next to a big tennis center. I can't think of the name of it. There's a tennis center in that like holds a a W whatever, what's the tennis WTA. Uh, the WTA. It holds a W-T-A, WTA event, yeah. Um right next door. So uh but anyway, so yeah, I get to I'll head to Cincinnati and to do that and uh be back next thursday and then we'll be full swing into um into getting ready for the 33rd metropolitan amateur championship the following week so there we go yeah we'll, we'll uh just, we'll
0: play it we'll play it by ear if we need if we need to find a guest host i'm sure we could find someone to hop in and take your place and we can find another person to interview and yeah we'll figure it right. out or just gossip or we can but i know that there are there's people clamoring to be on this podcast clamoring right they want to be on here they think it's amazing and i and I commend them for the for their thoughts. They're knocking at the door. They are beating it down, beating, beating it down. down the doors of the Glen Carbon Studios, huh? Get off my porch! <laughs> Get off my lawn! <laughs> Get out of here! Uh, Thanks again to Sean Barnes, the director yep. of golf and general manager at Gateway National Golf Thanks for joining the program. Always a good interview. I'm sure that we will have Sean on again uh, in the winter time to uh, talk winter thing winter time things in the Gateway section. For Kurt Rowe, for Kurt Goss, I'm Andy Hanselman. This has been the CNC Golf Factory Podcast on the St. Louis Podcast Network. Have a great weekend, everybody. Content on the St. Louis Podcast Network is 100% human created.